Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Art of Social Media. I'm super excited to have Cassie Petri with us today. Cassie is, first of all, Forbes 30 under 30 and Billboard 30 under 30 recipient. That's pretty awesome. Cassie, you also are the co-founder and co-CEO of Crowdsurf, a digital marketing company that provides specialized marketing services to amazing singers uh, like Camila Cabello, Becky Britney Spears, and of course, Backstreet Boys. That's wonderful. Cassie, thank you so much for joining the show. Really excited to have you here. I'm going to ask you a lot of difficult questions and know all your secrets. Okay, great. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Wonderful. Cassie, why don't you give us some background and, you know, let us know how you started, how you kind of, you know, started with Crowdsurf and what's going on. Yeah, I always say that my background was being a fangirl when I was 11. I fell in love with the Backstreet Boys. And at that time, AOL had sort of come into the world and made the internet accessible at a large scale for normal people. So I had AOL in my house. I love the Backstreet Boys. I kind of combined those two things together. I learned HTML, made websites. I ran an email list. I did all the things I could using the internet to support the Backstreet Boys. And I really liked the concept of like seeing other people who really liked the Backstreet Boys and making friends with people that way. And you know, talking to people on message boards, email, instant messenger at that time and that sort of thing. And I really enjoyed that experience. And I think that sort of led me to become a serial super fan. So I started liking other artists. I joined their street teams. I just really liked being involved and being a part of, you know, their community and their their career. And I would say around the age of 15, I learned from a family member that there are jobs in the music industry. And I, when I learned that and like thought about it, I don't, you know, you always see the person on stage. You don't think about the people not on stage. And when I realized that I always knew I wouldn't be the person on stage. I'm not a performer. I'm not a singer. I'm not an artist. I'm very far from that. So I never had that dream. But when I realized that I could be the person that helps those people that I love so much, I really became obsessed with that idea and it became like my mission in life to work in the music business. So I, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, got every local experience you could get. I worked for local bands, local managers, and by worked, I mean, I volunteered, (laughs) but I, I got involved in my local music community. And I think a lot of people ask me, how do you get started? And there's always somebody, there's always a local band. There's always local music people that, probably need help. If they're not on a national scale yet, they could probably use your help. You could offer your help and figure out how to get experience that way. So that's where I started was with local with my local music community. And when I was 18, I moved to Nashville to work. Well, I went to school at Middle Tennessee State University studying music business. And at the, around the same time, I got a job at Warner Music Nashville working in the new media department, which was what I guess digital is now, it was called that. It was basically anything that didn't fall into other categories at the record label. It got thrown down the hall to new media. So I was like websites, iTunes, ringtones at the time, and anything else in between. So I, I did that. And I, I I did that for three years while I worked in college. And I, I and 
my first year of college is when MySpace came out. So I felt like my timing was really good. And the way I got my job at Warner actually was I was a college rep for Warner Music. And I went to my boss and I said, and again, it all comes back to local bands. But I said, all these bands on my campus are using MySpace to market themselves. Why don't big bands do that? She's like, I don't really know what that means, but go for it. So I picked an artist and I did really well with that. And the Nashville office inquired about who this kid was in the college program that was doing MySpace stuff. And they brought me on to do all the country music artists at Warner Music Nashville. At the time, I knew nothing about that genre. I know a lot about that genre now and actually really enjoy it. But I was a pop kid growing up, so I was unfamiliar. But I got familiar very quickly because I wanted the experience. So I worked with a lot of really big artists in country music. I did that for three years. And when I went to graduate college in 2007, I really liked what I was doing in social media. I really enjoyed that process, but there weren't jobs like community manager or social media manager at the time. This was, you know, 2007. This was even before like Facebook had celebrity pages. I think Twitter had just launched it, you know, still it was, it was, it was new. So me and my business partner, she was in a similar situation. We were both like, we like what we're doing, but we don't want to be temps anymore. So let's start our own business. So that's how CrowdSurf got started. It wasn't because we had this dream of being entrepreneurs. It was because we, it was the only way we could have the job that we wanted. So that's where it started. And we're still here 15 years later. We do a lot more things and a very different job now than we did when we started, but we've evolved. We do artist management now. We do a lot of other things now besides posting on my space pages, but I'm happy where we evolved and I'm excited to continue to evolve and do things that help artists. And this is a funny story because you did not find a job that you know, suited you, you kind of invented your own job and that yeah, turned out basically. to do business. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's I, don't know anybody, I don't know anybody who's been like a quote unquote social media manager longer than I have because that <laughs> job didn't exist when I started. So amazing. It, what a great yeah. way to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's cool. Time, I'm grateful for the timing on a lot of stuff. I'm grateful right. for the timing of AOL happening when I like the Baxter Boys. I'm grateful for the timing of MySpace coming out my freshman year of college. I'm grateful for those things coming into pop culture at the times that they did. I feel like they were at the right ages for me where I was able to get in early and be an early adopter and be in a position now where I'm still, you know, I'm not that old and I have more experience than I can't think of somebody who's been doing it longer than I have because it didn't exist. So I'm I'm yeah. lucky in that sense. Timing was really good to me. It makes a lot of sense. Well, good for you. Congratulations on that. You recently celebrated 15 years of CrowdSurf. Yes. Uh, tell us more about CrowdSurf, what it is, and you know what exactly do you do? You mentioned artist management apart from publishing on social media, but like, give us some insights. So, you know, going back 15 years, CrowdSurf has been a digital marketing agency that kind of handles all digital needs of an artist. I would say something that makes our company maybe different from other companies that we go up against bids for on artists is that we really do do pretty much everything. We you know, can do social media management, calendaring, but we can also build websites and handle servers and URLs, email lists. We can help get assets created. We can go 
to an artist on site and help them shoot TikTok content if they want that. We can help them figure out what company they should hire for an influencer campaign or if they should do one. We can help with digital advertising. We can help them design a single cover. We can help them make a lyric video. We we really wanted to be kind of a one-stop shop for artists because it can be exhausting to have to hire like three or four vendors to handle all aspects of your digital career. So we we really evolved to be able to try to make it as easy on artists and their teams as, as possible in that respect. And then in terms of artist management, that's always been a dream of mine when I was, you know, itty bitty Cassie at 11 and 12. I really looked up to a lot of the managers of the pop stars that I, I loved and really, you know, was like, I want to do that one day because I was sort of like one of my first exposure points to music businesses that was thinking about who's not on stage, but who's behind the scene. And I think kind of the person you think of right after you think about the artist on stage is the manager. So I always had that dream of being that person that's really integral in an artist's career. And I I feel grateful that I've sort of come to a point in my career where I think I have the time to do that. And I think I found the right artist to do that with. Right. And the most important aspect, right? Finding the right, right artists to do that. Uh, help us understand how do you land big clients like Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears? Uh, do you just kind of cold pitch them or is there a secret sauce? I've never really cold pitched anybody. It doesn't work, at least not in music. Maybe it works. I get a lot of cold pitches on LinkedIn. So it has to be working for somebody. It doesn't really work in in music. If anything, I would say it's almost kind of a turnoff. The way I've gotten all my business and music is word of mouth. I remember when I started working with Britney Spears, this was about 14 years ago at this point. And I the, re, the way I got introduced to that team is there was a woman who was a digital consultant on the project and she'd actually worked at Warner and she ran digital at Warner, like not Warner Nashville, but like all of Warner in the United States. And she had left and started consulting on projects. And she was consulting on a TV show called Nashville Star. And we were, CrowdSurf was hired as the digital marketing team to kind of be under her because she was way more senior than I was. She was like, she, you know, how I was like first to social media. Like she was first to like web. Like she made like the first MySpace or not first MySpace. She made the first like websites for artists. She did the first digital song download. Like she was a pioneer in digital in the 90s and you know still is and that and investment in technology today but this woman i had met through you know working on nashville star and she emailed me one day because she she liked the work that we were doing and from what i've heard she was pretty particular and rough so the fact that she liked us was a big win for i think everyone that was involved both like our company for her because she's picky and then just everyone at Nashville star in general to not have to deal with that role not being filled. So it was a big win. And she, you know, she emailed me one day and she said, Hey, do you know anybody in Los Angeles uh, that can work on Britney Spears? I've been hired on her project recently is running digital night. I need a right hand person. And I lived in Nashville at the time. And I said, I don't know anybody in LA. I don't really know a lot of people who do what we do, but I would move to LA and do it. You know, pop music is my dream. I grew up with Britney Spears. I I would do anything to, you know, work on her project and work on her music and be a part of, play my little part in that story. That felt like, you know, such an honor. And, you know, so she took that back to the team because I said I was willing to move to do it. And uh, fortunately, I didn't have to move to do it. I was able to stay in Nashville 
and work on it, but they, they brought me on and I was very grateful for that. But that, I got that project because I performed well on Nashville star. You wouldn't think like Nashville star would lead to Britney Spears. You never know where the big lead is going to come from. So you got to do like great on every project you work on. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but you just never know where, how one thing is going to lead to another. So I think it's funny that that's how I got introduced to that project. Interesting. Very interesting. And what's the story about Backstreet Boys? Like you were a fangirl and, you know, you're kind yes. of managing their, their social media, their marketing, etc. Like how did you land them? Yeah. So I knew their team for a while before I, I worked with them. I was scared to work with them because I didn't want it to ruin my passion and my childhood. <laughs> I didn't, I almost didn't want to be too close. I, I was scared that it was going to lose the magic. So I actually had different projects with varying team members and they knew about crowd surf and that sort of thing. But I never, I never really, it's not like they asked us to work on it and I rejected it at any point, but I never, I never asked about working on it because I was scared of losing that magic. And I remember there, I had my best fan moment I could have ever had. It was in July 2nd, 2011. I went to see the Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block in Vegas. And I had the moment where I got picked out by Nick Carter from the audience to be brought on stage and be sang to. Like had to have the moment where you get to be the girl on stage that the boy band sings to. And that was, I'll never forget that moment. It was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. I did not, did not know them at the time. I was not set up for it. I actually bought my ticket because I'd seen the show multiple times. I actually picked out the ticket that I purchased for that show based upon, I watched them on how they picked out people in the audience when they walked off stage. And I actually selected my seat based upon that and had like a plan for it. Now, when I got to the show, I remember, um, and my friends were on board that like, if somebody was going to get picked, it was going to be me. And then I you know, looked around to everyone. I talked to them and I said, there's a part of the show where they pick somebody out from the audience. And if one of them comes over here, it's going to be me. And I think that they thought I was crazy. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. So I like, I made it clear that if, you know, any Baxter boy came over to that section to select a lucky participant to be serenaded to, it was going to be me. And so everyone was, everyone knew to point at me and to like root for me. So I, I really set myself up to like get that moment but it was not because I had connections with the team it was because I planned it as a fan and once that experience happened I was kind of like okay I'm ready I'm ready to be okay with working with them and I think I kind of like let them I think they're almost maybe waiting for that for me to say like hey I'm ready and when I, I said I was ready and did it and shortly after that moment we started working with them and and lucky for me they're amazing people and if anything working with them and knowing them has made me love them even more it has had the opposite effect so i'm very grateful that they are cool and wonderful and kind people because it did not ruin my childhood if anything it made me be like yes i picked the right band to love so i'm i'm grateful for that amazing story good to know when you think about this, this celebrities, right? Britney Spears, Patched Boys, etc. Like, how do you create strategies for marketing? How do you think in terms of metrics, in terms of KPIs, like like the way traditional businesses think? Uh, how is it different in, in music 
what's like the end goal? Uh, in terms of social media marketing for artists of that level. Yeah. You know, sometimes, and this is hard, but in general, sometimes in terms of KPIs or just numbers in general, I'm actually at this point, I would say maybe 10 years ago, I didn't look at it this way, but at this point, I'm actually encouraging a lot of artists to not get hung up on numbers. I'm really encouraging artists to think about their content as an extension of their art and don't post for numbers post because you have to post be posting for the right reason the same reason you have to be posting for the same reason you make music you go on tour and you make music videos because either you want to share emotions with people you want to make people happy you have to be doing it because you want to share and because you want to give back not because you're trying to get numbers or attention so that's something a conversation i have with artists a lot because you can feel when somebody's creating for that reason and you have to create for the right reason and then leave the numbers part and optimizations to people like us like how should i crop this video what time of day should i do it the hashtags the what platform something should go on that that sort of thing is what your digital team is for but i try not to get artists too caught up in it because when they do i feel like it almost and me and not, this isn't all you know genres or all areas of work but in music's particular I feel like when an artist gets too caught up on numbers, it it starts to like kind of have the opposite effect and degrade their quality a little bit. Got it. So for them, your message is, hey, create the best content that you can and leave everything else to me. Yeah. And to not get hung up on numbers, because like sometimes, sometimes there's a piece of content that maybe doesn't, you know, perform like how you would want it to, but it could even could be more impactful than the content that has better numbers like it could have either sold more tickets or it could have made more people smile or it could have it's hard to attach impact to numbers and i think a lot of artists get a bit down about the numbers and so i really try to have them sort of detached from numbers in their head as much as possible because it, i don't think it serves a a good purpose in their ecosystem sure sure makes a lot of sense is social media for music industry harder than traditional industries? I could argue it either way. It depends on like your strengths and weaknesses. I like social media in the music industry versus other industries because there's less structure and approvals. You know, like if brands or bigger corporations, there's a lot of people weighing in on content calendars, advertising strategy, each piece of content. And I like that with artists, it just... You just kind of go. It's like their call and everyone's a small business and there's less cooks in the kitchen. But but it's interesting that it's a smaller team and there's less cooks in the kitchen. But some a lot of times their content reaches way more people than these brands that have so many people working on something and so many people weighing in and so many people calculating it. And it, and it will never have the impact of this uncalculated post from an artist. It's I think it's really fascinating. But I think it's, I like the lack of, structure i like that it can move quickly i like that the artist makes the final call and it doesn't matter if there's a board of advisors or this or that i i think that the lack of structure and the small teams keeps it creative and moving really fast and i that's one of the things i love about it the art of social media is brought to you by social pilot 
To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening. <laughs>